Welcome to Intimacy Architecture with Christiane Bella. This call-in radio show is here to help you discover the power of your intimacy. So join us with your questions for Christiane and her world-renowned guests, authors, speakers, and doctors. Together, they will help you build a life you love. This is a shame-free space where no topic is taboo. Here is your host, Christiane Bella. Greetings, everyone. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. I am Christiane Bella, and you are listening to Intimacy Architecture Radio. And for those of you who are uh, just listening and not getting to see this fabulous um, ensemble I have going on, but I have this glorious like rainbow headpiece um, because I've been super bummed that I can't really wear earrings with my headphones, which is usually my signature thing. So I've come up with these uh, headpieces. So uh, so yeah, if you're listening, be sure to hop on Instagram and see how baller this headpiece is. Uh, so it is Friday night and I'm so glad you are spending it with us. If you are listening live, this is a call-in show and we would love to hear from you. And if you are not ready to give us a call, you can also send us a message at intimacyarchitecture at gmail.com. So with me tonight I'm super excited. I got this book and I just like zipped through and I have flags on it because there was some great moments in it that I had to highlight. Um, My guest this evening is Judy Miller and she is the author of Perfect. So welcome, Judy. Thank you for being here with us tonight. Christiane, it's a pleasure to be here. And for those who can't see her, her headpiece is amazing. (laughs) Thank you. So, um, Tell me a little bit, I mean, because yours is just such a wide spectrum story. You went from a CPA to writing this beautiful book um, that is just so soul. It's like a kiss on your soul. It's just so heart opening. So tell me a little bit about your journey and, and kind of your background and how you came to be here. Oh, I'd love to. And thank you for those kind words. So Christy, have you ever felt different, maybe incomplete or even unworthy? Oh my God. Yes, absolutely. And the reason I ask you these questions and your listeners, these questions is because these feelings have literally plagued me for most of my life. So I actually moved to the U S when I was very young. I didn't look like other people in my neighborhood. Um, I was born with 11 fingers and I had this unexplainable fear of the dark. Mm. And Christiane, I always felt like I was nothing. I always felt like I had Mm. to hide myself. I started my career as a CPA Mm -hmm. And then went into work in finance and the healthcare industry for over 25 years. But no matter what I did, I always felt like I was not enough. Yeah. I felt like I was nothing. But you know what I learned on this journey? I would love to hear about what you learned on this journey. In the nothingness, we could be anything we want. When we drop oh. the stories, the labels, and the judgments, we could emerge as our true and authentic self. Yes. Oh, my God. That's so good. And that is the goal, right? To just allow yourself to sort of return to the most simplistic thing. And it, it's, it seems so counterintuitive, I think, to what we're taught in this go, go, go society. But actually, it's the stripping away that really kind of gets you to that, that place. So in your book, um, and I believe it was even part of the, the quote I was using when I was uh, promoting our interview on Instagram today was talking about forgiveness. And I had to come around to forgiveness because I had to realize that it was something I was giving myself. So tell me about your journey to define forgiveness. Mm, that's a great question. And I think there are so many different definitions of forgiveness But Christiane, it's really simple for me. It means to forego or to let go of. Mm -hmm. So painful and unwanted events are going to happen to all of us. We could either experience that event once, or we could literally play it over and over again until it becomes stuck. It becomes our identity. Mm -hmm. So for me, forgiveness is really letting go of those contracted negative stories that no longer serve us so we can truly move forward and experience ultimate freedom and happiness. So I do want to make a point. Forgiveness yeah. is not about condoning the actions of another person. Absolutely. It's about it's about getting us out of that cycle mm-hmm. of victimhood. Yes. Yeah. It's the story keeps us prisoner. And for me, I feel like what I learned was what I thought I was holding on to the story to like protect me. But actually what it was doing was like trapping me in with the same, the very thing that I didn't want anymore. And so a big part of releasing the story was forgiving myself for being a part of it and forgiving everybody else. Cause for whatever reason we were there 
you know, often in hindsight, we, we see things unfold and that we were all doing the best we could. And so if I could believe that about myself and moments where, you know, I might've been the villain, so to speak, in somebody else's story, if I, if I could seek forgiveness, I can also give forgiveness and recognize that we're, you know, we're all on our path. And like you said, it doesn't condone anything, but um, it's definitely about letting yourself free. Mm-hmm. Like it's, forgiveness it, is freedom. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's a self, it's, it's, it's a gift that you give yourself. It's an act of self-love. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. So this um, wonderful book, Perfect, the, a path to love, forgiveness, and transformation, um, kind of give us, cause you know, I got to read it, but obviously not all of our listeners have, but hopefully you will. And I highly recommend it. And, um, I'm sure you can easily get it on judymiller.net and as well as Amazon, I'm guessing. And we'll be sure to put all those links in there for you. So kind of give us like a, you know, the, the cliffs notes, if you will, <laughs> of, of perfect for our listeners. So, um, so they can be caught up a little bit without too many spoilers. Cause I definitely want to be sure everybody gets it. Sure. No problem. So like many children, I had fears as a child, I was afraid of drowning but I was terrified of the night. And I was also terrified of sexual assault. Mm -hmm. I'd never been assaulted. um, And I actually never told anybody that until Mm -hmm. this book came out. So as a child, I was terrified of going to sleep. Mm -hmm. I could sense and feel these different energies around me. And I didn't know if they were there to help me or Mm -hmm. to harm me. So literally night after night, I would crawl into bed, pull the covers over my head and recite the Lord's prayer until I would fall asleep exhausted. And this was my ritual night after night as a child. Mm -hmm. And it continued well into my twenties. You know, we said we start, I started my career as a CPA. So here I am going to work in a very traditional job, very traditional profession. And then at night, terrified of what I couldn't explain. Wow. I actually met my husband at work. Okay. We got married and we had yeah. two children. And in the exhaustion of raising two incredible kids, working 40 to 50 hours a week and commuting two to three hours a day to work, oh, in that goodness. exhaustion, everything stopped. Yeah. But then my kids grew up, they mm-hmm. went off to college and the house became silent. Oh. And in that silence, everything returned. Mm-hmm. The fears, the energies, the subtle whispers. It literally felt like somebody was always standing right. behind me or if there were eyes staring at me from across the room. Yeah. I would wake up at night terrorized, clutching and clutching in fear at my husband. And mm-hmm. soon we both began to lose sleep. Right. So around the same time, I started to bleed uncontrollably month after month. Yeah. And I went to see my doctor and she said that I needed a hysterectomy. Now, Christiane, after I was a CPA, I went to work in finance in the healthcare mm-hmm. industry for over 20 years. So I trust modern medicine right. and I was terrified of the surgery, but it felt like the same terror that I had as a child and the same terror that returned to me as an adult. Yeah. So a very good friend of mine recommended that I read a book called Light Emerging by Barbara Brennan. Mm. Barbara was a former NASA physicist, Mm. and she actually studied the human energy field. And what she learned, she was actually able to heal people. So literally days before my surgery, there I am Googling healers near me. Yeah. And as I sat across from my healer for that very first time, I heard the click of a lock, like my entire life was finally clicking into place. But at the time, I didn't know the role that that healer actually played in my family's history. Right. So, so my healer helped me heal after the hysterectomy. And then in the subsequent months, we started to explain, explore this uncontrollable fear mm-hmm. of the night. So we looked at my childhood experiences to see if anything had triggered it, but nothing came to light. Right. And then we started to talk about my parents. And we know we can inherit so many things from our parents. Yeah. The color of our eyes, the colors of our hair, mm-hmm. other physical characteristics but the science of epigenetics says mm-hmm. we could actually inherit the pain and the trauma yes. that our parents mm-hmm. and our ancestors experienced. They've shown where Holocaust survivors, their children and their grandchildren actually have the same pain and terror in their bodies. Mm-hmm. And they've shown right. recently with studies with mice, they actually introduced the smell of cherry blossoms to the mice and then they zapped the mice on the feet. So Christiane, you, right. you could imagine after a while, just the smell of cherry blossoms would trigger the would, same fear yeah. in the mice. But what was amazing was that the mice's children and their grandchildren would also be triggered by the scent of cherry blossoms and feel that same pain and terror in their body. So that pain and terror that I felt every night as a child that returned to me as an adult was actually a cellular memory from my mother. 
they say every female baby is born with two to three mm -hmm. million of their reproductive eggs at birth. I know. Right? It's fascinating. Yeah. Right. So, so for people who don't know, um, for much of your mother's young adult life, mm -hmm. you were actually in there experiencing right. her traumas as well as her triumphs. So that pain and that terror was actually the cellular memory from my mother. Mm -hmm. But you know, my story doesn't end there. Yeah. There's actually a shocking connection to the very healer I trusted to heal me. But in that moment of revelation, I could have felt anger, betrayal, maybe even fear, but I didn't. All mm -hmm. I felt was the love and the perfection of the universe. I saw how all of our souls are actually interconnected and mm -hmm. how we're unconditionally loved and accepted and how we could choose to heal in this lifetime or in any other. Yes. Oh, God, I love it. I love hearing you talk about it. And that's why I, I mean, I was able to like zip through a lot of it because it just, you get so caught up in the, the beauty of these aha moments that just like, I mean, dominoes and you kind of just kind of step back and you see like, it is like, there is no inherently bad thing. It takes us where we need to go. And you know, had the, well, cause first off, let me back up by saying like, I definitely believe that when we have like energy memories, the body shows up to like give us that sign. So, you know, so here you are like navigating the hysterectomy and that leads you to the healer that leads you, you know, to like digging in. And so there is, you know, it really, and I love the title perfect because it is, it's just a perfect divine unfolding um and if we can trust it 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 really does show us that we're we are loved and taken care of um and christine so, yeah, and Christ christine you said such a such an important thing about our bodies right so one of the things that mm -hmm. i told you i was afraid of terrorized of yeah. is the fear of sexual assault mm -hmm. and that was the cellular memory from my mother right so you said our bodies are intelligent of course where did the trauma show up i had a hysterectomy yeah of course yeah, yeah, no, when, uh, you know, I love how you even refer in the book to the second chakra um, and that, you know, for those of you who don't know the body, we obviously, we have our physical body um, and, you know, there's tons of different schools of thought, but one of the ones that I was taught and I was stu studied was that you have 10 bodies. And so within one of them, um, you have these chakras and they, you know, the most basic ones are like one through eight and the second chakra is specifically like your creativity, your childhood and your sexuality. And so, yeah, so here you are, you know, carrying this sexual trauma from your mother. Um, and we do, we have these generational things. Some are, you know, very obvious um, because we hear our parents tell these stories and you can kind of piece together some things, you know, maybe if you're... Um, kind of being insightful about it but most of the time and especially with something like this like you know this isn't a story your mother's telling you in fact you had to go and like have a deep conversation but um we'll get to that in a moment because <laughs> I want to get first to the one of the bigger aha moments like you mentioned obviously you found this wonderful healer that you worked with but there was also this moment um of Good Friday which I grew up Catholic. So I knew that the second you said that I was like, Oh, good Friday. It's, you know, it's the Friday before Easter. It's uh, they do the, like the stages of the cross and <laughs> this whole thing. <laughs> um, and so you're in church and you have this aha moment. Tell us a little bit about that. So good Friday for me actually is where most of the story begins. And I find it interesting because for me, good Friday means rebirth. Mm -hmm. So it was perfect. Um, so like I mentioned, I always felt different, incomplete, yeah. maybe even unworthy most of my life. But as I was sitting there in church waiting for mass to start, mm -hmm. I was minding my own business. The choir was singing, my kids were texting on their phones, and I was just <laughs> sitting there. And literally this overwhelming sense of love just descended upon me out of nowhere. And it was every sense of love you could imagine, even described, just multiplied a million times coursing through my body. And it just overflowed because I couldn't contain it. And, oh, wow. um, you know, it sounds like a near-death experience when people describe this overwhelming right. sense of love. But the reason why it was so important is because in that moment, I realized, I felt, I experienced how incredibly loved we are by mm. the creator. Mm -hmm. So if we knew how much we were loved, we would never doubt it ever again. Oh, yes. And, you know, and we all have a different word for that, you know, whether you see it as spirit or the universe or God or the creator, like, it's this idea that we are 
all and all is all and we are all and um you know that that there just is no separation and I think that's sometimes the trick that is played on us and, and maybe we play it on ourselves is this idea that we're separate. And if you're separate, then somehow like love isn't a part of you. You have to go find it, but it's like, you are love. You're not separate from love and, um, and that source energy and that, you know, like you said, that creative energy that, um, that really is how we get to show up in this world, you know, and, and, and share of our experiences. Um, so, I love that you, you know, you had this moment and you didn't judge it because I think that's a big piece, you know, that you followed it, that you took that moment and said like, mm-hmm. okay, what are you trying to t- tell me here? Um, what was another moment for you, would you say, that really had this like, you can't turn back now. Like I, I call them my, um, what is that thing from the matrix? Like the red pill moment when it's like, okay, now I know, <laughs> I know too much. I can't go back <laughs> to where we were. Absolutely. So, you know, after my hysterectomy, I laid in bed. I refused to take painkillers just because of all the, you know, sad stories about people getting addicted. So I refused to take actually um, any painkillers. So I would lay in bed trying not to move. Every movement, every sneeze literally felt like an electric shock through my body. Mm -hmm. And as I was laying there, this gentle guide, this Irish guide, for lack of a better word, kept drifting in and out of my awareness. And she would sit with me as I was laying there in bed. And what she told me was that we're never alone, never abandoned, Mm. always loved. If you knew who stood beside you, you would never be afraid. Christiane, if you knew that, would you live your life differently? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I feel like I, I have that presence that like trusting that knowing, um, but it's taken me a long time to get here. You know, I, I had a very long journey to be where I am at um, nearly 42 and to finally feel like, this sense of wholeness. Um, and, and it does, it's, it's, you know, it, it's a sort of peace and reassuring that it allows for the, this, this relax relaxation that I, I don't know how else to explain it, but like, I really feel like I, I, I gifted myself the ability to go through the world relaxed. And I feel like, you know, your journey has led you to, to something similar. Like you just said, you know, you, you've gotten, this insight that you can't go back now to this state of like running around in fear. <laughs> it's like you really know, and love is your guide, you know, and, and that connection. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's beautiful. I love it. So a big part of this is that there are things that affect us, not just in this life, but in past lives and, you know, in the intersecting lives and, and kind of the, the spirit or soul contracts maybe with other people. And I have discovered some amazing things um, through past life regression. Coming from a Catholic or or like a Christian orientated background, how did you feel when you first started learning about past life regressions? So past lives was actually something that I'd never even heard of. My healer actually introduced it to me. And I know that most most Catholics don't believe in past lives. Um, You know, having come from Trinidad and moved to the United States when I was young, we had a interesting blend of Catholicism as well as, um, you know, experiencing a very different culture in the Caribbean. Yes. So... If you're sorry, I'm just they're telling me we're about to go to break. Um, so actually, maybe this is the perfect time to to go to break because we can get back to past lives. But yeah, I mean, the the cultural shift um, is, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a beautiful story that we're going to get more to as soon as we get back from our break. Uh, you're listening to Intimacy Architect Radio and I am Christiane Bella with me is Judy Miller and we'll be with you in just a moment. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The holidays are just around the corner. Do you want to go through another round of fighting and avoiding your family? Or are you ready to build the life you love? Intimacy Architecture is here to help with our Relationship Reset Program, which combines individual and partner sessions. Learn communication techniques, self-awareness, and shift your approach to connection so you can restore trust and enjoy healthy relationships with those close to you. Visit IntimacyArchitect.com to enroll. 
out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Listening to Intimacy Architecture. We want to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1 866 472 5788. You know there's a question you have or something on your mind. That's 1 866 472 5788. Feeling shy? That's okay. Send an email to intimacyarchitect at gmail.com. Christiane might be answering you on an upcoming show. Now back to Intimacy Architecture. Hello. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. My guest this evening is Judy Miller, author of Perfect. And we have been talking about this incredible journey, um, moving from a a CPA and just really diving in um, through her own journey of healing, first uh, with Western medicine and then alongside spirituality, having these incredible moments of, of creating intimacy, ultimate with ultimately with herself, this intimate relationship of knowing uh, that she is loved and then, you know, that we all are in a journey of forgiveness. So we're going to jump right back in. We were talking about past life regression. So in one of your past life regression experiences, you actually had to kind of take a turn and open up into something even bigger and unexpected, I guess you would say. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, before the break, we were talking about past life regressions, and I had actually never heard of it before. Mm -hmm. So my very first one was with Dr. Brian Weiss. Many, many of you may know him. Um, He was a very prominent psychiatrist. And uh, he studied at Columbia and Yale. And he had this patient named Catherine with these unexplainable fears and phobias. And quite by accident, when he Mm -hmm. hypnotized her, they were actually able to go back to past lives and uncover where this fear and this trauma was from. So when I went to his seminar to experience this past life, I was so excited. Mm -hmm. They were probably a thousand people there. And he said over 50% of the people would actually have a past life experience. And Christiane, I was open. I was ready. I was so excited. The lights went down. He has this soothing voice and I fell asleep. I slept through the entire thing. So I was a little disappointed. (laughs) Right. So when my healer offered to do one in her office, yeah. I jumped at the opportunity. So as I laid on her, um, on her table, yeah. she started to count backwards and I started to ascend through this purple haze and then out wow. into this bright white light. And again, I was overwhelmed by this feeling of love. And again, it sounds like a near death experience. I was dying literally right. with my eyes wide open. So this overwhelming sense of love and I merged into that sense of love. I became yeah. that love. But there was another message that came to me. And the message was, we can all come home. We can all come home by loving and accepting who we are exactly as we are. That the joy is in the reunion, in the remembrance of who we are. And Christiane, you know, what I think is so interesting is that so many of us are being forced home now, Mm -hmm. right? And I feel that a lot of the loneliness and isolation we may feel is not the loneliness and isolation from each other. I believe it's because we've become disconnected from the creator and we've become disconnected from ourselves. Yes. So many of us have actually abandoned ourselves emotionally, spiritually, mm-hmm. physically. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting that you said like come home because like literally you're recommended to stay at home now. And it's a chance to take this time to come home to yourself to, you know, maybe turn off Netflix and go, you know, do some breath work, like get, you know, if you're going to be on the computer, maybe get on Google, find, um, you know, because something you talk about in this book, which I love, and I think this is very pertinent is, yeah, like wherever you are now, like there is distance healing, it is a legitimate thing. Um, And so you can definitely be using this time to go inward and, and kind of get deeper into the, the love of yourself and really feel that sense of, of wholeness that I think helps us navigate these, you know, the cliche unprecedented times. But you made an, you made a very interesting comment, you know, about the distance healing. That was probably one of the most powerful healings I ever had was the actual distance healing because there was no distractions for me or my healer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're just pure energy at that point. Yeah. Um, So I love how you talk about, you know, it felt like a near-death experience. And would you say that's because, you know, parts of us have to die that are blocking this knowing of love? And, and what did that look like for you? 
I guess that's definitely a way of saying it. We have to to die mm-hmm. to be reborn, perhaps. Right. Um, that's definitely a way of saying it. But I, how I describe it also is um, like there's a contracted energy and our fist is closed, right? Mm. We can't receive right. the opposite until we let go. So for example, yeah. if we have a contracted energy around hate, mm-hmm. we can't experience love until we let go of the hate. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like being reborn. I can't be reborn without letting go of the old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The caterpillar can't be the butterfly until it lets go of being the caterpillar. Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, that's, that's I think the trickiest part of, of change and transformation, at least for me, it was, was this not judging not judging where I was on the path to, to being like, okay, well now we're in this moment and this is what this looks like. And then on to the next one and on to the next one, you know, this not judging that like, is where I am now better? Is there someplace else where I'm supposed to be? And instead just really learning how to be in that moment of, of connectivity um, and allow it to shift, you know, and, and transform. And yeah, absolutely. Letting go, right. Is, you know, mm-hmm. the ability to, to detach in a healthy way. Absolutely. And you, and you just made a very great point, you know, that judging that contracted energy of holding or wanting, you know, why isn't mm-hmm. it here yet? That's the exact energy that's keeping it away. Oh, I know. It's so true. We, we, yeah. And in, in our attempts to, to receive, I think out of like a, maybe a scarcity or desperation, you know, that more fear driven mentality, we repel or yeah, or, or don't allow room to come in the very thing that we want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's so much about being able to find some, some peace with, I think what you have as well as, um, you know, being open to receive what it is that, that you feel, you know, to know you're worthy of that too. Um, so let's jump back into kind of uh, the, the journey of the story um, because there's this overlap with your mom but there's also this overlap with your mother-in-law so how did that come about so that is definitely a great question because it's definitely about relationships and intimacy and the Mm -hmm. stories that we hold um so because i felt different most of my life of course of course i attracted into my life a man that was totally different yeah racially culturally spiritually religiously he was Mm -hmm. totally different from me And I actually put an iron wall around my heart so his family wouldn't hurt me. Mm -hmm. I always felt that they would never love me completely because they would judge me. And when my mother-in-law passed away, I'm not a medium, but throughout this journey, my heart was wide open. And I found myself communicating with her while I was grieving her. And she came into my awareness. And like a near-death experience, Mm -hmm. I literally saw every scene with my husband and his family flash by literally within seconds. And what I learned from that experience is because I felt different, I made myself different. So that's what I created because our outer world is just a reflection of our inner world. Absolutely. And that was such an amazing gift that she taught me um, in her, in her death. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I definitely believe that we can sometimes have conversations with people who have passed on often better than we were able to hear face to face because there isn't this block of, the judgment and the the mind and the spinning and the stories and the, the, you know, and instead we just get to strip down to that soul spirit energy level. And on that plane, you know, the insight that can come because you're just in this feeling space. Um, so what a beautiful thing to, to be able to see into that and, and to honor, you know, the, like we had mentioned earlier, this idea of like, we're all doing our best. And so there's forgiveness, you know, there's, um, and there's letting go of the story, the story that you had that they wouldn't like you. And like, and now here you're able to connect in this energetic plane and feel that love. And that, um, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love that. So <laughs> where was, um, like, at any point, you know, did you like share some of these reflections with your husband or was it just something you kind of kept to yourself or? I shared it with him in little tidbits. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I do believe that we're all on, we're all on a journey mm-hmm. of discovery, but we're each on a different path. Right. right. So I shared Absolutely. as much as I thought that he would be able to understand and embrace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's so true. I think we all have to be mindful. Not everybody um, wants to have certain conversations or is, you know, is 
uh, ready to be open to that. And so to just meet people where they're at and, um, you know, there's always, uh, I mean, I'm someone who I'm like, you could tell me what, you know, like aliens came and talked to you and they'd be like, Oh my God, that's awesome. Would they say like, I am, I'm like, whatever you got, I'm, I'm going to err on the side that I believe <laughs> whatever your experience is. Um, so, but, but so, so as I mentioned before, my story might sound a little unusual or uncommon, but I believe that there are so many lessons, um, oh. for all of us. Yeah. And I honestly don't know. I mean, you know, I guess it's obviously the circles you run in, but yeah, I mean, you know, I could hit up any one of my friends right now and they're going to have some version of a past life regression, mm -hmm. like overlapping healing generational ancestral uh, stuff. Um, so it's, it's beautiful. And I love that you shared your story. One of my favorite things about this book, and we were talking about this um, before we hopped on air was that because I come from a yoga background, um, I love when something isn't just like, okay, here's my beautiful, insightful spiritual journey, but also like, here's some things to do. Like you give in the book, like actual like exercises that you can do to kind of heal through and process, um, to, to, you know, make that body connection. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that because I feel like that's an important piece. If you are someone who's listening and, you know, you've also had feelings that you're like, I don't know that this is mine. You know, I don't know that this, you know, fear of the dark or fear of, uh, of an incident or something is really belongs to me, but you feel its presence is how do you tap in to kind of start reading your body's energy? What was one of the first moments you remember being able to feel into your body and be like, okay, that sensation now makes more sense to me. Like I, I see the soul mind body connection. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important what you just said, because I feel that most people actually don't feel their emotions, right? Mm -hmm. Most people actually are afraid to feel it. Yeah. Um, or we're taught in society that, you know, boys don't cry, big girls don't cry. We're mm -hmm. often taught to deny our emotions or we think about them. So I think one of the most important things, and you were talking about it before, is to truly feel emotions in our body. Yeah. Don't label them as emotions. Feel the sensations in our body without mm -hmm. So I'll give you a quick example. Yeah. So before I got on this call, I could have felt a tightness in my chest, a fluttering in my stomach, a dryness in my throat. Christine, I could have labeled those sensations as nervousness, but I could have just easily have named it excitement because they're the right. same exact sensations in my body, right? So Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor wrote a book called My Stroke of Insight. Mm -hmm. She was a Harvard neuroscientist who was able to heal herself from traumatic brain injury. And what I got out of her book is she said, whenever an event happens, Christiane, either good or bad, mm -hmm. it literally only takes us 90 seconds to actually process that event wow. as sensations in our body and then let them go. After the 90 seconds are up, we could either truly just let them go mm. or we could start to create a story. It could be an empowering right. story or a disempowering story. Yes. And the choice is ours. Oh, and it's not always, I mean, I, I know when I think back to like moments in my life when I was in this like more victim mentality and I felt very subject to my thoughts and emotions as opposed to like the observer of them, um, it was just like, I, you know, I, I can't choose, you know, it's not my choice. Like it's just, it just happens. I remember that being something I said a lot. I, I definitely changed that mantra, but this idea of like, it just happens. And it's like, no, you're actually have the ability to be present to this and you can go in and shift that circuit. Like you said, you know, 90 seconds is up. And so now what are you going to do? Are you going to choose to let it go or to follow it and start creating a pathway? Um, and it's something I, I wish I, you know, could give you the doctor's name who's doing the research, but I remember reading about, you know, this doctor observing that animals like literally shake it off. Like when they have that moment of, okay, something, you know, bad might happen. They don't let it sit with them. They literally like shake their body. And so that's something when I have these like observation of what could be triggering moments to just like take a deep breath and like, just like shake it off and just really like physically let it go mm -hmm. as well as like mentally let it go. Um, because yeah, I mean, if you keep it, eventually we just become weighted down with these things and, and, you know, and, and, and it actually yeah. can cause pain and sickness in our bodies. Right. right? 
So truly, truly feel that emotion. Take the 90 seconds and feel those sensations mm -hmm. in your body and then shake it off. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, if I, I call them my inner lawyers, right? Like they're always trying to build cases. They're like, okay, but we need this story as like a reference point, you know, so that we can like build a case, you know, in case this person ever does something harmful to us. But it's this like idea that the universe is not working in your favor that causes this need, I think, to, to start holding on to certain stories um, as opposed to letting them go and not feeling like, you know, it's like you, you won't need to come back to this. Like you're okay. You can just, you can just keep moving. Mm -hmm. um, so what are some of the things we want to look to maybe see? I, I like to call them like a yellow flags, like, right. Rather than when we get to the like red flag place, like what's the yellow flag that we could see first that would help us. So if you're struggling maybe with, you know, feelings that just feel maybe not quite yours or energies that feel like heavy or shadowy, what's kind of that a good starting point of observation and what would be a good like first thing to do when you notice that? So we're definitely related to what we were talking about before. When you start to feel those thoughts, those emotions, mm -hmm. etc., truly feel it in your body. So whenever I have a contraction in my body, our bodies are super intelligent. Our bodies tell the truth. Our mind doesn't always tell the truth, right? So whenever I have a contraction in my body or a pain or sensation in my body, it's a blessing. Oh, yes. It's a blessing, Christiane, because I know that it's something for me to heal, mm -hmm. right? So that's the first thing. Like you said, the first thing is to observe and notice that contraction in our body. Breathe through it, let it go, shake it off. Mm -hmm. So that would definitely yeah. be the first step. Yes. Because if we don't, that's when, you know, that little like oh, shortness of breath turns into really constricting. And, you know, I had a friend who, and like doctors could not figure it out. She actually somehow got like her stomach like stuck in her rib. And it's like she was going like holding and like holding so much that like her stomach pulled up into her rib. And I'm like, that's just crazy. Like, how does that happen? Um, but it does when we're not paying attention to all of these subtle little things. And over time and over time and over time, you know, your body goes from like, Hey, Hey, over here. I don't know about this <laughs> to like giant red sirens, like, you know, <laughs> But, but, you know, we were talking about the body being so yeah. infinitely intelligent. So you may have heard of the the late Louise Hay. She founded Hay House. Mm -hmm. She wrote a book Brilliant. called mm -hmm. You Can Heal My Life. You Can Heal right. heal Your Body. And as you know from the book, I studied and worked with John Newton, who yeah. is the founder of Ancestral Healing. But basically, and this is a gross generalization, our body is so infinitely intelligent, mm -hmm. right? So our trauma attaches to certain areas. So for me, right. the assault, it attached to my mm -hmm. uterus. But when you have a pain in your elbow, again, it's just a generalization. Yeah. It, could, it could mean that you are afraid of something. Or if you have pain in your legs or your knees, it could be you can't move forward in your life. Right. You feel stuck. So our bodies actually leave clues. Yes. Yes. The pain body, you know, it, I, it absolutely talks to us. So we're about ready to go to break, but we will hop back into this conversation because I think it is just so important to realize the the correlation between the conversation your body is trying to have with you and our spiritual path. Um, you are listening to Intimacy Architecture Radio. I'm Christiane Bella, and with me is Judy Miller. We will be back in just a moment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The holidays are just around the corner. Do you want to go through another round of fighting and avoiding your family? Or are you ready to build the life you love? Intimacy Architecture is here to help with our Relationship Reset Program, which combines individual and partner sessions. Learn communication techniques, self-awareness, and shift your approach to connection so you can restore trust and enjoy healthy relationships with those close to you. Visit IntimacyArchitect.com to enroll. 
Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Listening to Intimacy Architecture. We want to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. You know there's a question you have or something on your mind. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? That's okay. Send an email to intimacyarchitect at gmail.com. Christiane might be answering you on an upcoming show. Now back to Intimacy Architecture. Hello and welcome back. I'm Christiane Bella and with me is Judy Miller, author of Perfect. Uh, We were just chatting about the journey kind of through healing the pain body and really seeing that correlation of the the spiritual and physical self and and how our stories ultimately play into that, you know, this holding on to our stories. Um, One of the things that I always teach is like, it's the, the fascia is a big part of that. And it's like the, the fascia holds the feelings. It's sort of this like neuro net way um, where, you know, our body actually gets stuck and these, these thoughts become things in our physical self. So being able to heal through your stories is such a big part of this journey. So tell me a little bit about how you really learned to let go of stories. And, um, and you were just giving me this like crazy example. I thought I was hard on people with letting go of stories, but (laughs) on these groups that hold people over a cliff, tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. So in the Ford, um, Marcy Sharmar wrote the Ford. She's uh, she wrote the book Happy for No Reason, and in it she talks about Angelese Arian, who is a cultural anthropologist. And she said, in certain cultures, it's absolutely important to share our stories, mm-hmm. right, with loving and supportive people, but no more than three times, because okay. in these cultures, if you re- yeah. if you repeat your story more than three times, they will literally take you, hang you over a cliff until you're ready to let go of your story and see the wisdom in the experience. Oh, I, I would love to find a safe way to make that mandatory <laughs> because, um, I mean, I do have a rule with people like, you know, you get to call me and vent and just have like a free vent fest about it. And then you can bring it up, you know, a couple more times, but otherwise, yeah, like I'm cutting you off. Like either you figured something out or, you know, we, we have to move on. Like I, I don't allow like this perpetual. So, um, so I'm clearly on to, I need to do some more research on this and, uh, yeah, start bringing <laughs> people to, uh, to the top of mountains. Um, but your own stories, because this had to be interesting because, you know, you obviously, you did have this story of, of having these fears as a child, but they didn't really originate with you. They were kind of passed down to you. So how did you kind of unravel the parts of it that were your story and the parts of it that, you know, were sort of generation generationally connected? Well, that's, that's, that's a great question. So the pair, the the pain and the fear that I felt as a child, Mm -hmm. I said I could feel different energies. Child, I made a story that those energies were there to hurt me. And that's why I was so terrified of the night. So when I understood this ancestral relationship, the cellular memory from my mother, Mm -hmm. I was able to release those fears because I realized those energies weren't there to help, to hurt me. Right. Right. So that was important. Yeah. And do you feel like now looking back, um, this ability to kind of see them as like spirit guides or now when you feel energy, do you, you know, you obviously I'm guessing assume that, you know, everything is, is here in support of you conspiring to your, to your good. What is, how do you see it now? Well, the fact that I was able to experience, you know, the Irish guide coming to stay with me, experience the love of the universe. I know without a doubt that we are never alone, never abandoned. I believe our angels, our guides, our ancestors are all here supporting us. Um, It's actually a, a privilege to actually be alive it is it is a very beautiful gift that we are blessed with and i i am grateful every day that i wake up and get to play in this skin suit and have uh, have life experiences (laughs) but but christiane so you know you know the book is actually has exercises in it and Mm -hmm. one of them to your point about stories disrupting the stories is we have over sixty thousand thoughts a day 95 percent of them are the same ones we had yesterday and the day before wow and 80 percent of them are negative you know, as humans, yeah. we're actually hardwired to notice 
appreciate, remember the negative aspects of a situation because millions of years ago, when we were cavemen and cave women, right. it was critical for our survival, but we no longer live in that reality. So we need to retrain our minds. So the first thing is to observe, to notice. I believe observation creates the awareness that unlocks the understanding. You know, in that space between stimulus and response, we get to mm -hmm. notice. So many of us are on autopilot, right? Right. So when you start to have that negative thought or that negative pattern, you know, mm -hmm. replace it with love, with gratitude, or flick it off before it becomes, yeah. right? I love that. Flick it off. You literally can. You know, it is that simple. Like you said, they're like that many thoughts. I mean, they're like little blinks of an eye, you know, so you can just choose to like, and you're gone. Um, and you're doing yourself a big favor because there's just less stuff than getting in the way of that. You know, you were talking earlier about this, like ability to remember, you know, so it's like, it's hard to remember that we are actually all in extensions of love if we're fixating on all of these like little things. Um, I had somebody once tell me like, there's nothing wrong here. Like, what if that was your mantra? And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. What if, you know, what if there's nothing wrong? What if we're, instead of in our observation judging it, we're just able to just see it and be like, okay, this is, that is and not try to like categorize it. Um, how much more time would we have to like enjoy ourselves? And, you know, it's interesting. Um, I know that sometimes it's difficult for people to appreciate that we are perfect, whole and complete. Right. Mm -hmm. But we can't experience our perfection without noticing or experiencing the opposite, right? We can't have light mm -hmm. without darkness, good without evil. Right. So in order to experience our magnificence, we must experience everything. Yeah. And our challenges do. They set us up, I think, with the ability to go in and know it, it's a learning op opportunity to go in and really know that you are more than just this challenge you're experiencing and there's something greater going on here. And so if you can allow yourself to go through that, that journey with the ability, like you said, to choose, to choose like, okay, well, what am I, you know, what am I mining from this and how am I letting it go um, so that I can move on and really, you know, feel that sense of, of unconditional love ultimately that, that reminds us we are perfect. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, yeah. I know you love the word love. So, <laughs> so for me, I think there's really only two emotions. Yeah. Fear and love. And fear is just a contracted energy that mm -hmm. we're wishing that we could have changed the past or we're afraid of what's going to happen in the future. And when we let go of that fear, all that's left is love. Mm -hmm. It is. Love is all you need. <laughs> so, um, you talk a little bit about these downloads of love, actually. Um, or is that maybe that I'm confusing my note with something you wrote or something I wrote. But um, but this idea of, you know, you, you had this ascension experience. Um, oh, I love in here. You talked about singing to heal. That was something I wanted to get to. So sorry, I kind of bounced all over the place there. I was like checking my notes because we've got like 10 minutes left. I'm like, I want to make sure we get to all the things. Um but this actually, I did want to touch on this because I feel like your throat chakra, which is like your voice and your expression, because you talk a lot in the book about not expressing and how that was like also a part of this holding back. So part of your healing process was singing. Will you share a little bit about um, how that helped you move energy? Oh, sure. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the reasons why my throat was so closed is because when my mother went through this trauma, she was told never to speak it, speak about it. So that was that came down and I inherited that as well as a cellular memory. So I always had problems expressing myself mm -hmm. and my healer suggested that I sing because when you sing, it opens up your chakras, yeah. it opens up your throat chakras. So Christiane, I, I have a story to share with you. So, you know, I'm in finance and accounting and I did a lot of presentations for work. So when my healer told me to sing, I would sneak out into the parking lot, get into my car, turn up the radio and start singing. Then I would go back into my office and do my presentation. So the singing would open up my chakras, mm -hmm. the forward momentum and the energy would just keep me going. Um, so many people that I worked with didn't know that I was going out into the parking lot to sing, to open up my chakra, to do these presentations. But our throat chakra is not just about our voice, but it's mm -hmm. also about manifesting our purpose. Oh, it is. So important. 
Yeah. Speak it into being, you know, um, on a biblical stance, it's like, you know, there was the word and the the word was God. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I think because they're both creative energies and expressive energies, um, you know, that there is a deep, like second, fifth chakra connection and, and just to be able to break that cycle of, of speaking up and being heard and being acknowledged. I think that's so beautiful. Um, and I love how it paid off in your job. I mean, that's fantastic. <laughs> it's like, you know, you're having these like fantastic print presentations because you, you let yourself play. Um, and I think that's a big part of healing too, is, you know, obviously there's, there's a deep, um, spiritual reverence, you know, for our healing process, but it's, it's also about the letting go is the, the letting go of, 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 needing it to look a certain way and allowing yourself to just kind of play and have fun and yeah and go sing in your car like that's just as <laughs> beneficial as doing you know an hour of yoga like it doesn't always have to um be hard <laughs> you're, right. you're healing like let it <laughs> let it be a little easy and fun christy i just wanted to add yeah. to something that you said because it just seems so perfect but you know if the events of our lives are going to happen anyway Mm -hmm. we get to choose how we experience them, right? So why don't we just yeah. experience them from a place of joy and fun and happiness? Oh, I love that. So um, we've got just about three minutes left. So I want to be sure that um, we get in all the ways people can reach out and contact you. This has been a fantastic conversation. And if you want to continue to learn more, you can get in touch with Judy Miller at judymiller.net. You can find her on all the socials. Uh, Twitter is Judy underscore A underscore Miller. Instagram is judy.a.miller and on Facebook, Judy Miller author. And that's, she is indeed uh, the author of Perfect, A Path to Love, Forgiveness and Transformation. So Judy, before we go, um, I would love, you know, what is like the takeaway you want to send our listeners off with? Sure. And just, uh, just to let them know, I spell my name with an I. So a little different than other Judy's. Um, yes. So the takeaway would be when we drop the stories, the labels and the judgments, we could see everything and everyone through the eyes of the creator, through the eyes of love, where there is no separation. Oh, that's so beautiful. I, I see a future for you where you're like you're a, like a, a divine preacher or like a priestess or like you just have these wonderful soul inspiring stories. Um, so I hope there's another book to come. Are you thinking of, of writing kind of now on the other side of, of this work? Um, so my focus has really been on this book and really sharing yeah. the message, but I definitely do see um, other projects in the future that I'm excited about. Yes, I'm excited to hear from you too. Um, so yes, it is J-U-D-I um, is how we spell Judy um, and Miller, M-I-L-L-E-R. So that's judymiller.net. Um, thank you so much for being here with us. It has been an absolute pleasure to talk with you and just dive deeper into the journey of forgiveness of our soul body connection, and ultimately to create these intimate relationships with ourselves, because that is how we build a life we love. I am Christiane Bella. Thank you so much for listening to Intimacy Architecture. Once again, my guest, author Judy Miller. The book is perfect and it has been a perfect conversation. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a good night. Thank you for tuning in and being part of Intimacy Architecture. Join Christiane Bella for the next show. We're live every Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now go enjoy the weekend.